G'day guys, welcome to Talking League and TK's playbook for round two. Now we're brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, compete in fantasy footy. Be the coach and win. Download the app and play now. Now what a wild round two that we have. We could probably call it delete app round, but let's be honest, it's just fantasy footy. So let's take a little bit of positive out of it and just look at some bounce back factors for round three, like myself, a poor round, 721. I moved from a pretty good start of round one, rank of 4,767. I'm at 16,894. Had the likes of Cleary, Staggs, Thompson, Talau, Cheese and Ford. Didn't play Alamotti either. So, silly coaching. You may as well call me Ricky Stewart. I was that bad. But let's have a look at round two. Outlier round. Look, this is the eighth year I've played draft, third year in Classic, and I don't think I've seen as much carnage in terms of you know elite players like the likes of Cleary and Cam Murray playing poorly, HIAs, injuries, just rubbing players out into a game as well. So I think the limited preseason of the top teams is currently playing out. You've got to have a look at the outlier performances from a lot of the players in these lower teams. I think right now, don't panic with ranks and things like that. Just look for good assets. It's a long season, so just keep having a look at that. Right now, just find your balance between keeping up with the pack and generating cash. Like I said, 27 rounds is a long season, so don't freak out. And look, if you need it, maybe just delete app for two days, come back, have a listen to some potties. And we'll be right to go again on Thursday. Now, trades on my mind. I'm looking at maybe generating some cash. I don't really like what I'm seeing from Nathan Clear at the moment. So I'm actually thinking I'm going to go down the path of taking a bit of a narrative of the Broncos outperforming this next little stretch. So I'm thinking about going to Adam Reynolds. We'll generate a couple hundred thousand. I might miss out on Jacob Preston for maybe one week. I am very, very keen to get him into my team. The other one is Brandon Smith. We've got to get rid of him. He's just absolutely, you know, stunk it out. And I want to go to my man, Reese Walsh. My team is called Eyeliner FC. So I think it's pretty criminal if I don't have Walsh, considering how much I've talked him up during the preseason. Now, play charges, Scott Drinkwater, three to four weeks. That's for the shoulder charge. Peter Hiku looking at a crusher for two weeks. So the, the Cowboys be under a little bit undermanned there. Looking at Maker Sevo for fines for him. Suwili'i, Kikau, Gilbert. And then Jeremy Marshall King. He's looking at two to three weeks for his one. Ooh, the judiciary just came out now. So if he's facing a five-game ban, that's huge. And apart from that, just having a look if someone else... Jackson Hastings looking at a fine. So... I think he's a little bit lucky to get escaping with that one. Injuries, Jackson Ford, HIA, Charles Nickel, Clockstad, HIA, Josh Curran, hip. Corey Oates, unfortunately, a jaw, eight weeks. Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai, both having scans on their feet. Brandon Smith, ribs, Nelson, a so far, Solana, knee, eight, six to eight weeks. Unfortunately, Callum Pogger, HIA, Jaden Braley, HIA, Tommy Talau, HIA, Tyson Frizzell, ankle, and Jake Simkin, HIA. So lots of carnage there. Let's start at the Panthers and Rabbitohs. So, you know, it's one of the strangest games we've ever seen. So when you think about all the duds from last week flying high and then the Fantasy Goats struggling, who would have ever picked Luke Garner to score a 63? It's one of those things, just unlucky. He's still just under 9% owned. And to think that Salmon actually went onto the field onto the right edge first. So he actually racked up, what, 66 minutes. So a little bit more than he did in round one. He, he, look, his coach called him out and he, he played well. So if you've held him at the moment, you know, hold, keep holding. If you 
did he just sold him last week? Just move on. Cam Murray, forty five. I think the he only played fifty nine minutes in this one. I think the eighty minutes against the Sharkies really caught up with him. Nathan Cleary, I think he's struggling. Well, he did struggle with that high ankle injury. Struggling in defense at the moment. Quite a few missed tackles. And I guess the Panthers just aren't putting enough points on the board. In his two games, he had to score a try and have a try assist, which is really unusual. Only has three goals from his first two games as well. So I think he's, he, that injury really did limit his running game in the second half as well. Could bounce back, though. He's got Para Raiders, Manly, Newcastle and Souths, and then Tigers and Warriors. So not too bad leading up into Origin. I have got the consideration to move him out just because of the cash money, and I think the likes of Hopgood and Haas also outperforming at the moment. We do have a pretty stable options for captaincies at the moment as well. So it's one of those things. Let's have fun with it. I'm going probably a bit of BDE, big dick energy, and probably going to trade him out. Now, Mitch Kenny, he deserves a bit of a rap. You know, everyone is just saying that he couldn't attack. Looked pretty good with that 30-meter bullet past the critter for that first try. Unfortunately, what I'm seeing with him is he's so busy in defense, he gets his head in some really bad spots. Another HIA check for him, so that's two weeks in a row. Critter, I think he should definitely be kept in your sights, maybe post-origin as well. He's probably a little bit expensive at the moment, but he's scoring tries, and he's actually setting him up tries as well. So looks great at the moment, so just keep an eye on him. Troll mid again. Looked, uh, he's, what, another 54 fantasy? So I guess at the moment you probably don't want to be chasing Troll mid, but he looks pretty healthy. I know you draft lovers will be kind of loving that. Now, Ilias, he backed it up with a 26. So, again, the golden rule not to chase points, especially with these unproven rookies slash maybe inconsistent players. So, I guess the other one was Isaac Thompson. I don't really expect him to be dropped. I think that would absolutely crush him if he's dropped. A couple of the carries, his carries were really strong. He probably got dudded on one of these errors as well when he got out of the in goal. So, that could have actually been escape the in goal instead of that error. Liam Martin, he's probably one of the ones that are a bit of an outlier at the moment. He's stepped up huge with no kickouts. Like, he's average at the moment, 104 metres gained, 37 tackles, five tackle breaks and two offloads. So not really what we've seen in the past from Liam Martin. So I wouldn't go chasing because it is kind of very, very unusual at the moment. Michael Cheekham, he is kind of living up to his promise. Finally, add another 50K, so really handy for those owners. Again, with the likes of Totola, Arrow, Sele and Host potentially returning all this week. Be interesting to see where he kind of fits. If he is in that team, he could be worth a tidy pickup because he'll be kind of seen in that first team if he can kind of hold on to that jersey, which is a really strong chance because he's playing really, really well. Shaq Mitchell, he's getting 51 minutes at the moment. Started Mawali, only got 27 minutes. So I guess the trend, again, it's going to be interesting just to see when they've got all the starters back, exactly where these two lie. That's my only concern with picking either of those two up. Now, Black Book Truva, he looked great again for only a 29. He's not scoring tries at the moment, but he's really good with his play. The ball fighting, and he gets plenty of penalties. So someone to look out for there. Now, Eels and Sharks. Jesse Ramian and Bryce Cartwright are close to the two worst defenders in the NRL at the moment. I think Jesse's lost a little bit too much weight, and I guess Bryce's defensive deficiencies are really putting a lot of pressure on Dillbags, who had a couple of bad reads himself. Now, Paul Dillbags, he's currently defending between Cartwright and Blake. Now, I have got a feeling I know why this might be, and my BA might be picking on him, but I won't bring it up here. Now, I think that... Given that a lot of the issues are happening with the left edge, I do expect Ryan Madison, when he returns in round four, to actually go onto that left edge. But don't freak out if you're a Cartwright owner because Jacob Preston's doing really, really well right now. And you simple swap there. You probably get one more round of making a bit of money before I think he'll go to the interchange bench. Mitchie Moses. 
pretty stellar two try performance for his 79. Still, contract still lingering a little bit. They, I was at this game, and they didn't even have a banner for him to run out for his 200th game. So, interesting there. Dillbag stepped it back up with 62 fantasy points. Was great in uh, offense. Now, Hopgun, as Andy gave him his nickname in January, 85 fantasy points in 71 minutes. Now, he actually had 14 demerits, so he could have nearly tunned up. I think captaining him really gives us the opportunity to move a couple of guns if we need to raise some cash. So... That's a very interesting one, and I think him and Haas are both my captain options moving forward. Will Kennedy was outstanding against South, backed it up again for the man of the match hat trick. What I'm really liking from Will is his support by players back. He really lost that last year. He was just kind of being a distributing outlet for his centres, but that is really returned in a big way. So keep an eye on for him. Tricky Trindle continues to make money. I think they'll continue to rest. Well, take the, take the slow approach with Nico Hines at the moment, and I think this week's game. We all want the Sharkies to win because I think if the Sharks win this game against Canberra, they'll be at two and one, and they'll be they'll have enough comfort to see Nico maybe return after the round six bye. They'll just buy themselves a little bit more time because then they go into the Dragons in round four and some other softer games. So be very interesting once they pass this. If they're two and one, I think it will give them the ammunition to then wait for Nico for round seven. Now, Black Book there, I reckon Confuci, just keep an eye on him. He's an absolute monster in the middle. Keeps getting better and better. And now playing 38 minutes off the bench, I do think that his style actually suits the starting team. So be interesting to see how that plays up moving forward. Now, one of my favorite games for this weekend was the Broncos and Cowboys. And it was eyeliner season, baby. Now, Reese he knocked out a 54 fantasy point performance. And I think the best is yet to come. Like the eye test that he is kind of showing at the moment is just huge. So what I wanted to kind of bring up here is kind of the approach to researching a player. And you can take a qualitatively, qualitative perspective or a quantitative perspective. So qualitative would be an eye test and also just looking at different variables like the teams and players around them. Stats is probably something that I prefer to do second. And that, the reason why I like to do the eye test first and a few other variables is just to validate whether I should even take it into the stats. So if you look at his stats from 2021 and 2022, they paint two different pictures. But the, I think the key variables that people are missing out on Reese when they did his analysis over the preseason was just the outstanding quality of the likes of the Broncos middles, their halves, the outside backs, and then kind of like him being back in a stable environment under Kevy Walters. And I think... Given that they have a draw of the Dragons, Dolphins, Tigers, Canberra, and Titans, I think you'll be silly not to have Reese Walsh moving forward. So that's the reason why I'm also giving Stags at least one more game to show me his quality. He is losing cash. Not a huge amount of cash, but just enough that I probably could downgrade him if it comes to that. Herbie Farnworth is probably the best center in the NRL right now. He is absolutely torching everyone. So probably a little bit expensive at the moment to try and get back into him. But have a look maybe if you do run some good cashies and raise some good cash. He could be an upgrade that you should definitely consider. Now, Ezra Mann, I think he's the most improved footballer in the NRL. Looks a lot like Georgie Greenman, Gregan, and his, his toughness is really out there at the moment. So I love his, his, love his output with Walshy as well. So be on the lookout for Ezra Mann moving forward. Robson and Cotter, probably outlier games for them too. 42 and 41, unusual. Now, Scotty Drinkwater, I think, you should trade him straight out to Reese Walsh. Makes sense. You'll get a little bit of cash out of that as well. Unfortunately, yeah, he's just a little bit underwhelming to start the season. Now, moving to Roosters and Warriors. I love what Sam Walker and Sean Johnson, 69 points each. Just both really just commanding out there. 
best stat from both of them, zero missed tackles between the two of them, which I think is a bit of a miracle. But, yeah, it was great. Both of them kicked well, just directed play. And I guess at the moment, because we're spending so much money on the likes of Nathan Cleary and they're underperforming, maybe it might make sense to carry both these guys because they're not that expensive and they're big parts of their team, right? So consideration. Sam Walker, you probably don't want to be bringing in this week because they've got a buy in round four, but you can definitely ride Sean Johnson because they've got, what, the Cowboys under man this week and then go into a doggies game at home. Now, Cheese, obvious sell. Now, he's going to lose about 35k, so you may as well just do it before his break-even gets huger, and then you just don't know with those ribs exactly what he's going to do. Just unfortunate with the likes of Jackson Ford. You're just going to have to ride that a week. He might even he might even be out one week just to make sure that he's recovering. Joseph Suolihi, he's building. I think by the back end of the season, he will be one of the best centers in fantasy. 232 meters gained and six tackle breaks in this one, but I think we'll get a better eye test in terms of what he's up to when, he's, when he marks up against Campbell Graham this week. So, again, I don't want to disrespect the Warriors, but obviously their outside backs isn't their strength. Campbell Graham is one of the best centers in the NRL. So we'll know where Sueli actually lies, I think, after this weekend. Joe Money will be better for the run. Dylan Walker was absolutely shocking. Get rid of him. I guess we've got other fires to put out, but if you're holding to Marty Martin, I think the only good thing about him is he actually is going to be playing week to week. I don't think he's going to be breaking 30 anytime soon. Wade Egan, another really, really good game. Look, if you need a kind of a smaller upgrade from cheese to your next best, it's probably going to be Wade Egan. So don't stress about getting somehow to Grant and maybe even Reed Marnie because he's going to probably be a little bit more expensive there now too. So just be on the lookout for that one. All right, guys. Now, Talking League is partnering with Game Day Squad to create our very own official Fantasy League competition, which will commence probably this week. Just stay on the lookout for a lot more social media posts. To celebrate, we are giving away $10,000 over the next four weeks thanks to Game Day Squad. So get ready now. Register for free at gamedaysquad.com.au. Stay tuned to the socials. There's also an app that you can download, so have a look for that. And like I said, it's going to be $2,500 each week starting hopefully this week. So we'll be given out to the highest scorer for that round. The official code to join that will be given out this week as soon as it's ready. So register now for free at gamedesquad.com.au or simply download the app today. Now, next game, Dolphins and Raiders. Now it was hammer time, that was for sure. Another two two try performances. But, yeah, I think it's one of those things that he's such a vital piece of their offense that even if he doesn't score tries, he should at least tick over 30 points every week. So a good one there for Onus at the moment, considering he's a jewel as well. Now, Ricky Stewart, I don't know how you play your best player for only 47 minutes, especially when you start falling behind. So Tuppany somehow got a 63, but I'm still very uncomfortable about him playing these low... Well, under 50 minutes every week. So I don't think 63 will be sustainable on those minutes. Now, some of his, yeah, Sticky, I think, just needs to take a little bit of accountability instead of blaming everyone for all his losses. I think for Fogarty owners, I think it's time to sell. Wyden taking way too much general play kicking. And I think Foggs is struggling at the moment with his running game. So he's not alone. A lot of struggling good halves out there. But I think it's time to cut your losses. Don't mind what I'm seeing from Harley Smith-Shields, even though I do think he's a winger, not a center. The guy that's keep on the radar... He's struggling at the moment, Hudson Young. Now, he's going to lose another 55K. Currently, at the moment, he's just struggling to get into the game. Widen's running a hell of a lot more. so But I do think they will need him to start kind of performing very, very soon. So he's going to start biting me out probably in these next three or four weeks. And I think we can pick him up maybe at a really, really good price. But just have a look at kind of his response to his poor performances to start the season. Really like Isaiah Katoa. Took the when you think about Sully, much more experienced player getting Sinbin, and they need a what a nineteen year old kid to step up. 
bomb to force the error from Hoppawati. Delivery for that matching try to hammer. One of those things, keep him in your emergencies. I think he's going to be very, very, very good. Now, shout out to the... Look, when you're having a bad round, you've got to make yourself laugh. So the shout out to the cocaine bear, Kafusi, for another rampage. Love it, mate. Just continue it, and I'll continue to be your best, biggest supporter. Another shout out to also Eeyore, Leo Thompson, and I'll bring him up later in the show. But we just need these guys. Eeyore and cocaine bear just killing it at the moment. Now, Black Book, Mason Teague, nice little 35 from 43 minutes. Look, he's not huge, right? But he did his job. I wouldn't be going after him with Ray Stone only out for a couple of weeks. But keep him in the black book. I think he'll get plenty plenty of games this year, that's for sure. Next game on the radar, Storm versus Doggies. Doggies, bro, great win for Seraldo after he pretty much tactically outsmart the legend of Bellyache. Just really owned that middle. And, yeah, they really, you know, put the... Put the accelerator down, especially when both Welshie and Nelson went off the field. So, Jacob Carraz, he's like the next Joseph Tarpany. He's become this offloading machine. I think it's either get him in this week, because they've got some good games coming up, or just kind of, you're going to probably have to pass on him, because break-even is going to be really, really low. But Jacob Carraz has really gone from strength to strength. Love his combination with Avarillo. Avarillo puts it on his chest every time, which is great, because obviously he's a former half slash fullback, so... That combination going from strength to strength. Alamotti, Perham, I'd probably, if you own both of them, I think you'd be playing him from now on. I think Matty Burden's kicking game is probably giving away that something is up with his fitness at the moment. You know, there was a reporting of ankle surgery over the off-season, and he's not striking the ball anywhere near where he needs to be. But we'll kind of monitor that over the next couple of weeks again. They've got a clash against the Warriors in round four. Be interesting to see if he can return his fortunes against the Tigers this week and just see exactly where he's at in round four. Could be a tidy little pickup if you're looking for a gun half at a cheap price. Now, Eli Katoa, easily the most impressive for the Storm. He struggled to get into the game, but then last 20 minutes they started to pick off uh, Viliami Kikau, who was tiring quite a bit. Those lines he was running off used. Well, they were good as... I, I rate Britton Nakora as the best in the NRL. That was as good as Nakora's. So, I think you only go from strength to strength. He did have 10 to Berent. So, yeah, I think that if you're looking for that mid-ranger, just depending on how many Storm players, that's the only consideration why I probably wouldn't get him at the moment for my team. But if you're not... If you don't have a Liero, I think that you'd want to have at least a Katoa. Now, I talked about that Storm middle. Now, they need both Tui and Sims back. ASAP. Well, Nelson's gone down now, and now I think Walshy. Well, he's going to have to play bigger minutes for sure because as soon as those boys went off the field, they got absolutely owned. Now, Black Book, Jacob Preston. If I don't get him this week, it will be next week because I love what this guy brings to the table. I think he's going to be a perfect trade in. You know, if you've got Tricky Trindle or Char- a Cardi Party, I think it's going to be a simple little downgrade to to Jacob Preston. But keep some money for this guy. I think he's going to do some great things this year. Sunday games, Tigers versus Knights, one of the most bizarre games I've ever seen. So, you know, you've seen Tyson Frizzell. He was on an absolute tear there out there, but I'm just unlucky with that ankle injury. Unfortunately, after the HIO from last week. So we'll lose about 20K with that big break even. So I do think that, you know, you probably could go down to the arrow Katona, Katoa, stash some cash. But, yeah, I'm disappointed for Frizzell. I thought he has been very, very good. The other guy I'm very sorry for is Adam Dwayhe, Dewey, Dewey. Now, having... Why does he even play for the Tigers? Like, he's literally a one-man machine out there. Just feels so bad, but he is just, yeah, if you've got him, hold him. I just, yeah, it's really, really hard at the moment for Adam Dewey, but I can only imagine what he would average in a top-four team. So I guess that's a narrative. Tommy Talao is kind of looking to maybe becoming the next 
Sini in our app. So that's probably the reason why I kind of want to get some cash for Cleary so I can actually raise some gener- cash generation to get rid of this bloke because I just don't see him scoring well anytime soon. Unfortunately, he got knocked out with... Uh, but I, I do think we have some justice for Talao here, guys. I think that was a try assist and an offload. You can't take that off him. Now, Appy and IPAP both, you know, way off the pace at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see if we can get any pickup from them. Now, Stefano, he's got to try to inflate his score. The bunker did say that he promoted the ball and then let him score the try. So very, very strange. Unfortunately, HIS to both Kalen Ponga and Jaden Braley really hurt their owners. Kalen Ponga, brave 9% of owners who actually did it. I guess you've got to raise some cash to probably go straight to Walshy, or maybe you probably can still afford a hammer. Now, nothing else pretty pretty much. A bit of a shout-out to Eeyore Thompson. He might get some really significant game time moving forward because they've got a ton of injuries. Saifidi's looking at five weeks on the sidelines, and Jack Johns got injured. They've got a hell of a lot of issues in that middle rotation, so it'll be interesting to see exactly where that kind of lies. I guess Jack Hetherington could be in that mix as well for cheap little cashy there moving forward. I don't really want too many players from either of these teams, so I might just stick clear of them as well. Round out the week, Dragons versus Titans. Jack Bird looked great for his 52. Looked great with the ball. Terrible in defense with five missed tackles. Only played a concerning 47 minutes, and that's with Jack DeBellin not back into the team as well. I think we're going to get a better indication of what Jack can do in the middle against the huge Broncos. When you think about the likes of coming up against Carrigan and Haas, I don't buy it against the Titans just yet because, for me, the Titans are a bottom four team. Tyrell Sloan looked great after his, you know, indifferent charity shield. Great to see him back with his confidence, smiling, 42, try assist and try. Now, again... We're talking about the Titans. So this could be his ceiling, which is an issue. I think we'll get a better indication where Tyrell Sloan is at again against the Bronx. Ben Murdoch-Masella, he knocked out 72 minutes, which is impressive, but only 25 fantasy points. Does have his defensive limitations. What starting edge can only make 13 tackles in the game? So obviously he doesn't like the hard work, so he could probably range in that 25 to 40 Explosive game. He's going to get an offload and tackle break from time to time as well. But don't expect anything more than a 25 to 40 emergency. Slow cash burn. That's what it is. Now, Tino, he got a 70. He did score a try in junk time to probably inflate that a little bit. Fafita, I think he's playing on the wrong edge, to be honest. They hooked Tanner Boyd. But what... See, this is what I don't like about what his coach is doing at the moment. So they spend the entire preseason working on the combination between Boyd and Fafita on the right. Now... Boyd is a very inexperienced half that needs everything to go right. You'd want your star edge on his side, not to bring him across when Fermor goes down four days before the first game and then put Stimson on his edge. So I think the blame doesn't go to Boyd for his poor performances. It goes to Justin Holbrook at the moment. And what's more concerning is Holbrook used to play halfback. So I just don't know where that team moves going forward. At least Cam Pereira, he managed the 26 fantasy points, so... It was way better than that zero that he scored for people last week. And I guess if you played him over the likes of Tommy Talao, that was also good as well. All right, guys, let's stay positive. We'll be back tomorrow with our normal TLT. So looking forward to having a bit of a laugh, a little bit of a yarn. Movie review. I actually did go see Coco Bear on the weekend, and it was pretty shit. So if you want a bit of a laugh, though, it's it's actually more of a comedy than an actual than a, than actual thriller. So interesting there. Creed 3 I also saw during the week as well. I like that because I'm a big Rocky fan. So I guess tomorrow, don't take any fantasy advice from me. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like ranked 20, 
What am I, ranked 16,000? So what do I know? Who cares what I've done in the past? So let's just have a laugh. Let's do movie reviews and just talk some absolute garbage. Anyway, we've got Game Day Squad that we can actually jump into now and start from fresh. All right, guys. Like I said, jump into Game Day Squad. So just check out the app at www. So the app or just jump at www.gamedaysquad.com.au. But I've been enjoying these TK's playbooks. Been able to, it's kind of like a... be able to get my thoughts onto paper. So enjoying it. So let me know if you're enjoying it in the comments or just send me a DM and we'll continue to do it. All right, guys, have a great week and we'll check you on TLT.